Rice, we're rolling. On this podcast, we'll be talking about different areas of business and all things marketing. My name is Dave Doyle. And I'm Dave Alton. This is Social Antics, another marketing podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Social Antics, another marketing podcast. You're joined by myself, Dave Doyle, and my co-host, Dave Alton. Christmas week, Dave? Yeah, it's November and we're talking about fucking Christmas, but yeah. that's the way of the world now, Christmas isn't it? episode. Now, the one thing, to be fair, the one thing that I would say is that, like, given that everything is bleak and drab and dreary at the moment, walking around a couple of, like, cities, it's nice to see the bit of the Christmas kind of atmosphere starting to break through a small We bit, talked like, about last week, definitely Christmas come early, kind of, definitely this year. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I mean, people need a bit of spark of joy now at this point. Like, and there's actually, there's some... I don't want to use the term green shoots because I'm not a bloody politician, but I mean, there's some signs that there is people starting to spend a bit, like I saw yeah. there during the week, even though EasyJet posted their first ever loss, I think it was 1.3 billion in the history of the 25-year history of the company. Um, in the last week, sales are up 50%. So as soon as the vaccine announcement came that Pfizer were going to start we're turning out stuff here. out, we're out of here, basically, yeah, yeah get, get me out of this country. Like, so... Um, no, there's people starting to starting to pick up a bit. But I saw, I saw that that the, the the article that you're referring to there about EasyJet, like like they're making new. It's not it's not something that can't be expected. I suppose like you know all the travel companies and all the airline companies are going to be down. Oh, they're fucked. Yeah, yeah, they're fucked. They really um, are. Like you know, the the question will be it'll be like, and I think we mentioned this a few weeks ago is that there's a couple of companies there, your Ryanair's for example, who have very very strong balance sheets. And with a lot of the distress that a lot of the smaller airlines are going to be in, will there be a lot of consolidation within that industry whereby Ryanair will basically buy up tangible assets, planes and so on and yeah. so forth from all these other industries? So, I mean, a bit of consolidation there possibly. But it's going to be into anything in the hospitality, retail, travel, tourism, any of those sectors who are vastly disrupted by, um, uh, by COVID, the next kind of two months, three months are really going to say a lot. Like, do you know what I mean? Because... Like even retailers now, for example, they're coming into Christmas period and the signs are that they'll kind of open for a bit of December and then they'll really the open the, for after. You know I mean, the economy can't afford not to be open. Like, you know, even if they if cases are still up there and stuff, they they probably will open for a two week break and, and go back into lockdown. You'd imagine January so. Again, like, like, I mean, in reality, there's a lot of businesses you would imagine just cannot survive without would you, Christmas. Would you look like, at any, any uh, hospitality business, even retail, whatever it is, they got hit by the first lockdown, Paddy's weekend. That Paddy's weekend, your you know your bank holiday weekends or whatever, they're, they're normal. But 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 Paddy's weekend, Christmas, big money makers. And if if businesses don't have those, there's not going to be a lot. Of, you know, a lot of, not a lot of business going to come out of it next year. No, I I agree with that, yeah. So look, um, let's see how things go. I mean, the signals are pretty good from um from um Neffet, um which for our UK listeners is the basically the um the kind of health advisory group to the government in relation to our COVID nineteen matters. So um no let's see it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. So anyway, enough of the bleak stuff, on to the happy, fun, festive A joy. Full episode of Christmas. <laughs> Fucking Christmas cheer Christmas, we brought Christmas to the in November. Of Atlantic, yeah, exactly. So look, I suppose um Christmas it's Definitely, the, probably one of the best time of the year for marketers. I swear marketers. to God, I thought oh. you were going to finish that. I said it was the most wonderful time of the year. I thought, oh, fuck. It came man. into my head, but I was trying to, it kind of took over everything I was thinking about. I was trying to think of something else quickly. No, um, for marketers, it's definitely you know something to look forward to each year because you can have a bit of fun, but it's probably one of the biggest time of the years in terms of advertising, uh, selling, sales, whatever it is. So there's kind of a lot of stress around here for businesses as well to be ready. I suppose a lot of them will leave it to kind of last minute. Oh, well, it's for, like, I mean, for the bigger businesses, like, I mean, okay, you say you can have a bit of fun around it, and it's one of the few times, but, like, every year there is the battle of the Christmas ad and sales revenue. Like, I mean, even though all businesses will have their most sales around Christmas time, for marketers in the likes of your Waitrose, your John Lewis, any of the big retailers, this is the time when, as a marketer, you you make it or break it, like, basically. Do you know what I mean? You either do a really, really good job around the Christmas period, or you're getting sacked, in January, February, like so, even though a lot of creativity comes out around this time of year, ultimately, if marketers don't do the business, they're in big, big trouble afterwards. Yeah. Like, and you can even see with some of the ads, like you showed me one there from TK Maxx just before we came on the air, and just 
terrible nonsense altogether. Like, see, you know so, I mean? so we're going to go through a few now for this episode. But when you see, see the problem is now is social media has kind of not really helped the things for marketers. But you will see an ad and straight away it's in competition with the other ads. Whereas before, when you didn't have social media um or online platforms basically you were just whatever tv channel you watched whatever ad was on that channel maybe paying for that specific platform or whatever whereas now they're all being pitched against each other so there's a, as you said there's a there's a, a lot more competition on the market yeah like i mean before you used to pay for eyeballs we'll, yeah. we'll pay x amount a million to have this show to draw for x factor whatever yeah. the story is now the only way that you find the Christmas ads is either one if you're one of the one percent of the population who still watches ad on ads on the television, or if the ad finds you because yeah. your buddy shared it or someone commented on it and it appeared on your feed. And again, that's a battle for organic content. I think what you'll find is that a lot of these brands are still there's almost an element of shame paying for the content to be distributed. They want people to actually find the ad via the kind of reality that it generates online. Um so no, it's going to be, look, it's always an interesting time of year. I think it's fascinating the way that in many ways, marketers haven't really evolved. Like, I mean, the Christmas ad battle was going on before social media and the ads kind of really haven't changed that much, I suppose, in a social media world. But as you say, they've become way more competitive. Competitive, yeah. And I think you said they haven't really changed that much. You can see the formula that works and you can see some of them will try to test that formula and try and change and adapt it and it'll go very very well and they'll have the best ad of the year or whatever or it's going to go horribly wrong and we've seen you know I, I've definitely seen one or two businesses this year that you know taking that formula and taking what makes a good Christmas advert and then tying in with what me personally what I thought should have thought a lot of ads this year should have been around that family feeling you know at home uh, and some of them went went in using that formula but totally botched it in my opinion yeah but I mean they do like, but I think there, there has to be a balance here as well in terms of if they all do that then it's completely ineffective so oh, there's narrative like, but as well as that too I think there has to be a so I think around the there's almost kind of a a cult following if you like around the Christmas ads and pitting them against each other but almost now because people are viewing it as a battle of the ads the brand almost doesn't matter like before if you saw a John Lewis ad, the intention of that ad was that you would then go to John Lewis and you would spend your money in John Lewis. Whereas now I feel because people are so, like they are pitched as the battle of the ads that people just view them as ads and they're almost not influenced by them because yeah. it's just pieces it's not, of content. It's not leading to sales. physical sales almost. Yeah, yeah. It'll lead to a bigger brand awareness or whatever at the time due to be the name being shared around the place. But it's not going to lead to Mary walking into the shop kind of an attitude. You know and even I mean? if it is, like I mean, I remember back to the... Um, one of the best campaigns we can talk about a bit more later on but like I mean the John Lewis Bear and Hair ad a number of years ago and one of the critical features of that ad is that okay they had the bear and the hair and that was out on social media TV and all the rest of it and everything that was tied into it but in every single John Lewis store they created a um, they created basically a kind of a, a scene if you like or a set mm. of bear and hair and then of course what were people doing they were going in taking selfies with bear taking selfies with hair and then that organic traction of hashtag bear and hair was spreading everywhere so what that created was it wasn't only increasing the visibility of the john lewis brand online but it was creating a destination for consumers to actually go into the store and inevitably if you were in the store you would end up buying something that's now obviously a lot different this year because i think there's going to be a lot more people convenient shopping people aren't going to queue for hours on end outside a brown thomas or outside a john lewis because they want to go there um, in the freezing cold. They're just not going to do that. In shopping centres now, it's probably a bit different, but people are going to convenient shop. When's mm. early for me to get in somewhere? What's the what's closer to me? What offers click and collect? So I think now more so than ever, regardless of choice, offering, pricing, and all the rest of it, I think brands are going to be acutely aware of their importance of their overall omni-channel communications and convenience for the consumer so so you mentioned John Lewis there right John Lewis is probably the top prob- well the probably most awaited for anyway um, where we are going back and, years you know, yeah yeah definitely the most awaited for Christmas ad every year and it's kind of that thing you see a couple of things whether it's tradition for your family or just you know cultural and society and all that you kind of know it's definitely Christmas when John Lewis has released the advert very much like the Coca-Cola ad or the Kellogg's ad coming on or kind hearing of, fairy, tale, fairy tale in New York on the radio you know all these kind of things so John Lewis is up there with 
it's Christmas when you see the John Lewis Historically, advert, you know? I think, yeah, but recently I'm not so sure. Why is that? I just said recently, I mean, this we can talk about this year's ad, and I didn't think it was as bad as people made out, but over the last three or four years, I think there's been an overwhelming feeling of people almost being disappointed by the John Lewis ad because they they had such a high standard and every year people were waiting, waiting, waiting. I think the last few years, again, there's been a sense of, eh, it was all right, wasn't what I expected. Do you know what I mean? It hasn't been as, um, as knockout as it would have been in the earlier days. But do you and think that's maybe because almost people are not, I don't know, they're immune to it maybe more so. Like, you know, it's kind of, it's very, very hard to please nowadays. Oh no, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, the formula of the Christmas ad is very much the same. The narrative changes, but the symbology, the culture relevant, those have all been the same. And because there's now so many brands doing it, it's very, very difficult for you to stand out in amongst the crowd. And I think John Lewis is still, a de- I think if you look at the views, I think John Lewis is still probably one of the top ones there, but I think that's genuine just because people are now searching for John Lewis. Yeah. Whereas I don't think that means that the ad ne- is necessarily that impactful yeah. um, as it as as it would have been back in the day. So talking about the ads over the last couple of, couple of years, what would be up there with top uh, top John Lewis ad for you? Um, I wouldn't. So the one that. I would have done the most research on, shall we say, would have been the bear and hair campaign. And it wasn't necessarily just the ad, but it was the overall marketing comms that they engaged with for that particular ad. So 360 marketing. 360 marketing. So like, I mean, at the time they had, um, they were selling the toys in store and little simple things as well. The brand characters were branded on all their bags, which is something that the other retailers didn't do. So literally everywhere you went, there was bear and hair. I mentioned a minute ago, they had those, um, kind of stage sets or the kind of caricatures um, in all the John Lewis stores, making it a destination brand. So there was a reason for your digital consumption to translate into into online consumption. I think they did something as well. I think they, um, in relation to television ads, were still quite prevalent at the time. And they did something which was very clever, is that they bought out a full ad segment um, in an ad break in X Factor, I think it was, where there was no ads, okay. only the John Lewis one in that segment. So... You were hooked then straight away. So it was um, like a short feature film basically being Yeah, thrown. exactly. Yeah. They also then made um made a card maker. Um it was around the time that e e cards and e readers were okay. quite were kind of coming to coming to prominence. They released an app um with the story of Bear and Hair. So there was not only the story of Bear and Hair, but then if your dad or your your mom and um and your child is interested in this ad, you could then read them the story of Baron Hare before and after the ad in and of itself. So there was a huge amount of brand extension going on where the focal point was the ad, but there were so many other consumer touch points built into the overall campaign that it was really, really effective. I, I remember seeing about that one, which I actually really enjoyed. And I'm actually not sure if they'd put that kind of level into the other videos since it's just that one stands out to me in particular but in terms of um, it's almost like B-roll secondary videos they were actually brought out a full video on how they made the making it yeah yeah which is fantastic like you know so it's actually showing that this is a big production thing you know and as you said there's all the other elements to it customer touch points and stuff which I think is fantastic so and I think what's important here as well is that and again, I'm quite critical of brands that don't follow through with their messages. And even, like like in this case, messaging is quite cynical anyway, because right? ultimately they're trying to sell secondhand, or not secondhand, but they're trying to sell pyjamas, basically. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But the whole premise of that ad, and narratively it was very, very clever, it was around this idea of... Um, uh, giving the gift of Christmas or giving gifts to people who had not experienced Christmas the same way that most of us have, basically. Um, so that was done through the symbology or to the narrative of the, the hibernating bear, who obviously would never experience Christmas. So then, as a kind of an extension onto that, then they sold the single of the ad, which was a Lily Allen soundtrack. That's right, yeah, um, yeah. Some, and some, some, was it Summer Only We Know? I that's think it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. that was it. And the time that was for every single that was downloaded or bought possibly at the time I can't my, my, my years are a bit shaky but um, but then that money was then donated to children in need yeah. so again that in the example of people who don't experience Christmas like the rest of us and then John Lewis giving back to that again they also um, had a competition I think it was called something like um, Reworked or something like that I can't remember exactly but it was basically this idea of um, buskers could send in the videos of them busking on the street um, to that song and then they picked one and that was basically the one that was played over the ad on Christmas Day. Oh, wow. So, okay. like, again, again, this idea of a busker isn't usually going to get that national profile. Yeah. Therefore, us, John Lewis, having that profile is going to give a platform to someone who would never really experience this other way. So, little small things like that which link the overall campaign together and then, 
and look, we don't need to talk about it today, but I mean, it were, they were one of the first brands to really digitize in terms of their e-commerce, in terms of their click and collect, um, even little simple things. They realized that uh, having Wi-Fi in the store was really, really important because when people were going into John Lewis, they were buying quite a lot. And instead of taking things away with you around you know, Manchester or London, whatever, you would go into store, try things on, order it on delivery whilst mm. you were in the store and then it would just deliver it to you in a couple of days time. a lot of retailers are almost giving out about that now because people are coming in they're looking at it seeing where they shopping. can get it yeah, cheaper exactly like, yeah. know, so, so they kind of flipped yeah. that kind of process or the thought process the consumer goes through so like there's a few things there that um, there's a lot of things there that they did which tied into that campaign think, and for me that's what's really effective do you think like if we're talking say to obviously a smaller business um that wouldn't have quite the, the, the ad spin, say, that, that John Lewis would have, but a smaller business, and they want to bring out a Christmas video, do you think that they should take elements of what John Lewis did in terms of following through on other touch points? Do you think they should actually look at that kind of stuff? Well, you have to. I mean, look, if you look, if you look at the... Um, when you do a campaign, there has to be an objective associated with that campaign. So it can be brand build as a very, very loose objectives here now, but... Brand awareness or brand building could be one of them. Awareness and building are, two, are two different things, but let's put them in the same for the, for the sake of this conversation. Then you have um, customer acquisition. You've cross-selling and upselling. Do you know what I mean? So depending on what you are trying to do with the marketing tactic that you are engaging with, that is going to yeah. feed into an overall kind of a strategy in terms of how you both build your brand, but also generate sales at the same time. So, I mean, if you're going to engage in, again, the kind of emotional touch points of a video that's fine but then you need to have sales on the other side of it as well because for a business to spend we let's say three to five grand on a production like that which is really really effective you have to generate sales to make that money back ultimately do you know what I mean so I think that's that's the key here is that everything needs to be linked into an overall strategy it can't be just we're going to create a nice video for the sake of it being a nice video there has to be some tangible retail output associated with that so for example if you had um if you did have an ad let's say you created a created an ad and it was tied in with the history of your brand or the making of the product or yeah. something along those general lines um if you were running that on facebook ads for example or let's say you were just using it organically then you should be running alongside that um ads which are more sales based shall we say yeah. linking into your store so that again you're not just getting people to view the ad but then there is a consumer action that they can take on your website or in store then afterwards um, so that you can actually generate sales from that um, I think that's critically important so I think for anyone listening that might have spotted our styles over the last couple of weeks we would have a very kind of different approach to some things I suppose so my approach to the John Lewis ads would definitely be different to yours whereas I would have a different video that would be my favourite go on you're about to say something I don't want to say anything I was just <laughs> where, where are you where going with this yeah no my favourite John Lewis ad had to be the Elton John uh, video um, I'm not sure did you see yeah, that I know yeah. that. I know what you're talking about. So it's yeah. basically around the important. So it's not so much the importance of giving a gift, but how much a particular gift can almost change someone's life. So you know, he got a piano when he was young, and they're showing videos of him up on stage and singing and playing and stuff like that, and that kind of whole emotional connection. But it's actually something I, t I said it in, and it's probably going to come back a couple of times throughout um, the rest of the videos we talk about. But I I said a thing in episode one that if you're putting out content, it has to be three things: valuable, shareable, and relevant. Anyone watching the Elton John one would definitely relate it to them because they could understand the video. They were being shown clips that they understood and that they, you know, that they they knew or they seen before. So it was a bit kind of bringing back a bit of memories for them where they watched Elton John before. They just like his music. So I just really liked that one. The whole premise, that really emotional side of that video, that really kind of caught your attention. And probably didn't do as much in terms of as you talked about bearing the hair uh, in store stuff and all that. It probably didn't have as much of that kind of stuff involved with it. But I think uh, that style of video. For me personally, it was a better one. It, no, it was clever. I think it was it was it was kind of cheating though, because you used Elton John. Oh, like there was so. an element of like <laughs> you know, there's an element of kind of uh, call it like shock or surprise. Taking on it was as soon as I saw Elton John, I was like, oh, it's an it's an Apple Elton John. Like it's going to be good. It's going to be really really good high yeah, production. And it was. Kind of, oh no, it was <laughs> no little lap. I don't think it was as impactful as some of the other ones. Okay, so we move on now to this year's one. What's yeah. your thoughts on this one? The um, John Lewis one. Yeah. We'll start with John Lewis and we'll go into the other ones then. So, there was one thing that I liked about it for a start. They didn't mention COVID. Right. And I thought that was good because my worry with all these ads, not my worry, I'm not worried about these things, but my thing was that if every single brand 
COVID, 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 fucking COVID. We're all sick of hearing about COVID. So we didn't want to hear about it anymore. So they got and one tick, a good tick for you for the that. Guy, one, so they didn't mention COVID. That was a good start. I thought that the... Um, so Joe reminded me of, and I don't know was this intentional or not, but I thought it appealed to a number of different generations in terms of the, the different style, animations, and the stuff. different animations. So like when that, I was looking at that it, I thought this me off. Really, I didn't like it at all. No, I thought I thought it was actually it was clever, quite clever. And there was a lot of work went into it, and then, you know, there was a good bit of work goes into something like that because not everyone can animate to that level, kind mm. of. You know, there's a good few people working on that. But no, I, I didn't like it. I thought it was way too distracting when I was watching it. No, I thought, I, thought was, I, thought, I thought actually, if you didn't have that in there, and the, the ad was totally absence of any meaning at all. Oh, well, I'm not even talking about the ad as a whole, but just like, that. No, John, I thought it was very, very clever because I was like, at the very, very start, you had that kind of, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, it's like the, the, the early stages of Pixar, shall we say, yeah. and the old kind of 3D, which was kind of, in my generation, would have been the kind of Fireman Sam's of this world. And then you moved on then to the more sketches and that was more kind of Animals of Farding Wood. And I thought as you were going through it, there'd be different generations kind of reminded of their childhood and the different cartoons that they would have watched as a child and that was that element of nostalgic feel to it um, then in terms of the two things that I didn't like about it and I saw someone on Twitter commenting this and I absolutely agree with it music wasn't didn't what there was no kind of tonality to the music it didn't mean anything whereas usually John Lewis get that John, right John Lewis are very good because as you said you already mentioned Lily Allen they used a, a, a track from uh, the band Keen you know somewhere only we know or whatever the name of the song is yeah but they, they always use something that's kind of known. Was it, was it last the year they used Bastille? Yeah. They used Bastille singing, um, I can't remember the song, but it's a very well-known old song. Like, you know, but they're, they're reviving or they're using either a well-known artist or a well-known song. You know, so I think, yeah, I definitely think they, they kind of... The, the song was very good. It definitely suited it, but I think they missed the mark with something, that little touch on the music. Yeah, you're yeah like, right. you mean, the, like the, the narrative, like... So, the music should add weight to what is going on in the scene in and of itself and yeah. um, that's the point if you look at any film or anything like that there's a classic if you have um if you have a war scene in a, in a movie for example and it should be kind of rocky kind of action-based music but if it's kind of classical music then there's almost a philosophical point being made about the art of war and how it's actually a tragedy as opposed to um engaging what when you're building an ad it's called rhythmic synchronization where you basically beat to something yeah. that's going on in the ad and again with relation to this john lewis ad there was no linkage between i couldn't even tell you now what the music was no there was no linkage yeah. between the story and the music in the background whereas like you take you take bear and hair lily allen's voice is just purely brings back memories of that ad like yeah you know, yeah 100 so, yeah that, um, that'll definitely be lost and then beyond that then i didn't know what the ad was about just out of pure well, I, fundamental like picking it apart but then overall just to obliterate it well in terms, I didn't of, in know terms of that they got a tick from me because I think they were watching our gift local campaign for the last few weeks they weren't they weren't me bollocks <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've was, got I've got no text messages from Mr. Marketing John Lewis going can you help us out please yeah basically the whole ad was around um Giving giving something that's of of need to a person in need at that time basically it was around it was basically what it was going on. what does that have to do with a guy getting his football caught up in his tree I, I didn't get that from the ad. I thought it the was girl, a very... Yeah, she got the umbrella and got the, the ball down. Uh, no. Anyway. Um, Reminiscent I, of a mugging. I, do, I, do, t- I do think it was overall... It, it was an okay ad. It wasn't great. It was a bit of a disappointment this year. When everyone, as we already talked about, everyone was really looking forward. There was a lot of pressure on John Lewis this year to produce... But I think it was a bit of a letdown. Nah, that was weak. No, to be fair, John Lewis, there was that thing where they had to reshoot, they reshoot it. Or yeah. something they were saying. So like that's like John Lewis. You can probably guarantee they're probably on a week off this week. The team, but next week they're working on next year's ad. Oh, yeah. But they're probably 100%. at that level, like you know. So so to turn around an ad probably in a couple of months was a lot of pressure for them. I'm not hundred percent. I just didn't think in the end in terms of impact shareability one thing I noticed stop. in this one I, I, I'm not quite sure if they, they brought it in the other ones but they did a lot more of a focus this year on the Waitrose brand they drew yeah. that in a little bit it's more this year yeah. I don't know if they had that in the other ones as much And the, they've the, always had it at the end but it wouldn't yeah. have been as prominent more like the shopping bag was a Waitrose yeah, bag yeah, and all this yeah, kind of stuff so, yeah. so that's kind of featuring a little bit more there so moving on what ad did you like to say this year Um, the best ad by far and again I suppose there's a there's kind of there's kind of a trick here in so much as that you're looking at an ad from a marketing perspective and you're looking at oh what were they thinking when they put together that ad in terms of what 
um, emotional touch points were they trying to hit? Uh, what target audience they were going after? What actions they want the consumer to take afterwards? Come on, um, everyone's wanting to know what's the video. Did, no, the best one by by a, by a categorical mile, the best one was Disney by a absolute distance uh, in terms I, of the clever the cleverness of it all. So, like, I mean, the Disney one for people who haven't see, there's a problem that we probably should have. Before you listen to the episode, you should watch the Super Value ad, the Woody's <laughs> ad, the Jean Lewis ad, and the Disney ad, and the Coca Cola ad. Otherwise, none of this makes any yeah. sense. Basically. Or if you're if you're a, a company that are not listed in the above, we don't That's mention it. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, the kind of premise. So again, it was based around this idea of kind of generations and how the relationships between generation generations shift as people get older and so on and so forth so the whole premise was this idea of at the start there was a young girl gets a, a mickey mouse toy and then as the ad progresses this person is basically the grandmother and she is looking after what i presume is either her child or her grandchild yeah. i think it's grandchild by the just looking at the, the the way they did the artwork and so on and so forth and the ad basically spans from 1940 right up to, I think it's 2005. And again, it shows the generational shift between the, um, and the relationships between the two. So the whole idea of the ad, I suppose, towards the end is that the grandmother brings the, gives or gifts the daughter the, the Mickey Mouse toy that she had as a child growing up. It was obviously very, very important to her. And obviously the Mickey Mouse toy kind of came out every year um, and they use it as a Christmas decoration. Again, nostalgia, um, that connection that they had or whatever the case may be. And then it showed towards the end of the ad where instead of the, the grandchild staying and helping the grandmother put up the Christmas decoration, she was going off with her friends, whatever the story was. And there was that kind of sense of loneliness for the, the grandmother. And I think there's a touch of everyone kind of has that relationship as they get older where there's that kind of detached from the kind of family home shall we say I think that's something that everything will relate to and I think symbolically they communicated that quite well but then at the very end of the at the very end of the ad and again there was no tricks or gimmicks or kind of twists in the narrative it was just the kind of realization of the grandchild coming home as a probably a 20 something um after her night out and then doing up the the room and the christmas decorations and then gifting back the grandmother the mickey mouse toy it, yeah, there was a there was a tear in it and she fixed it there was a tear in it so it was kind of like there was kind of that sense of yeah i'm growing up but it doesn't mean that i don't care about you it doesn't mean i don't remember these things which is probably the sense that people get when they're getting detached from other family members so again i thought in terms of narrative in terms of the symbols that they embedded in the ad i thought they got it absolutely spot on I, I do think it was a very good ad. It's definitely not up there with my favourite, but I, I, it is uh, for the favourite of this year, but it is up there. But I think there was a couple of little things I really liked in it. I think, subtly, you didn't even mention it there. I think, subtly, they might have been referring to maybe, maybe not, but just one of the things I took from it, and that's the thing with ads, like everyone will take something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I felt that, you know, you're talking about the whole COVID thing and people being uh, cocooning at home and stuff like that. The mother was at home. She brought Christmas to the house. Yeah, interesting. You know, yeah. I, I kind of got that aspect of it. One thing I really, really liked in the middle is when the daughter or granddaughter uh, came home. There, she picked up the toy. There was pure silence in the ad, and that's a very brave thing for anyone to do. Yeah, yeah. There was no music. There was no voiceover. There was no shuffle of papers in the corner. There was nothing. It was literally silence while she looked at. It. And that's to when you're making ads. To to drop it like that and try and build it back up to a big finish is very brave thing to do. Yeah, like I mean, you almost had. I mean, with the drawing and again the graphic design and whatever the the animation, like you have to animate the emotion because there's no yeah. music to give you. Um, there's no uh, music to give you that sense of what's going yeah. on in this. Particular so so straight away, that silence is going to. It's like it's like even making a speech or or public speaking. The minute you pause, people are tense and waiting for what's next. You know, so they, they automatically catch your attention in that bit. So if you're even dazed out or you're watching a group and there's there's a pause it will bring people right back in um i i i was a bit worried when you said it there about you know when she goes away and kind of goes a bit they have their, their typical ad sad moment i was wondering was the was the granny going to make it true <laughs> oh jesus oh god they couldn't do that for christmas gee if they can you imagine I, they did and they caught it there <laughs> No, I think a couple yes, of people have said that yes, to me. Yes, just thought bastard. the granny was going to die. Okay, Nell. <laughs> but, um, okay, my mind didn't go to that bleak place. Now, in fairness, Jesus Christ, fuck No, I just hell. thought they, they kind of got that bit, a little bit that'd be wrong. A, that'd, be a, that'd be a mic drop for Disney, wouldn't they it? Would, they would. Happy but, Christmas, baby Jesus. So, <laughs> in terms of the overall ad, I thought it was good. Um, 
But if 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 I had the the credit card for Disney the way I would have done it probably was that video along with maybe two or three other similar videos and release it as part of almost like a series of videos for the year. I thought it was very weak on its own for Disney. I think like if you brought out around a, a series of videos around kind of making memories last, that kind of Disney feel to it, I think that would have been better. No, I, no, I disagree. I think if you, the more you add to it, the more you dilute the two characters, the grandmother and the... But not, and not the, the, those, like another scenario, two other videos. But once you do it once... It's kind of given away, right? Unless it's a different scenario entirely. Different scenario, but that, that, I mean, that but whole thing of around make memories last, like you know, especially this time of the year, like you know that that we've had a we've had a shit year. We need to make memories last this Christmas because we need it. And I think they 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 kind of just I I just don't think it was as strong as it could have been. I don't think it. I don't actually think it was about making. If you're going to be very specific about, it, I don't think it was about making memories last. No, I'm saying that's what I think they. they that's what I would have done if I changed it slightly. Okay, yeah. Know? Okay, interesting. No, I thought like no, and again, if, if, like to go back in terms of the, even if you look at the ad and you deconstruct the ad, just the little subtleties that they put in. So even on the mantelpiece, there was the different photographs of the the grandmother and the granddaughter kind of growing up, and you could see the transition. Yeah. I think what it reminded me of as well, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, because it was kind of the the roles reversed in kind of way. But did you ever, um, I'm sure you have, the end of Toy Story 3, when Andy gives away his toys. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are, like, if you are, if you are, like, I mean, if there's two, if there's two films out there that are going to make a bloke cry, it's going to be the end <laughs> of Toy Story 3 and the end of, um, what's the one about the dog? The dog? Yeah, the dog dies at the end of it. I don't know what we're going Oh, what's the name of it? I should have done the research before you go on. I should have done the research. You know, a little lassie or something like that. No, it? not fucking lassie. Um, oh, you want to um Oh, the one with Will Smith. No, that's another film. Dog dies in that one too. Oh, that's the pursuit of happiness you're talking about, is it? No, anyway, it doesn't really matter. No, it's not. It's the one with the... the you should check. I'm going, to, I'm going to check. I'm going to actually... You'll have it for a minute. Let highly, me talk away. Highly unprofessional of me, but I'm going to... Because this is shocking. Good. Marley and me. Marley the end me. of Marley and me. Oh, how did I forget that? Jesus Christ. And you only watched it last week. I, and I was crying. I was, <laughs> I was at home, but tears in lockdown. Going, I don't have any... I don't have any pubs and I don't have a dog. Right, we'll move on from Marley and me. Uh, another Christmas ad then so we, we kind of actually look- no well, before we oh, actually do on, that is a, on. one more point I make about this ad because it's it's a point that it better be good now if you're stopping no it's a good it is actually it is actually a good point because what a lot of these ads tend to do right is they use the symbol of loneliness quite often mm-hmm. there's usually someone elderly and they use and what they often do which is quite cynic which is like quite cynical and it's something that I don't think they should do and there was a, an ex-colleague of mine he's currently in the University of Nottingham uh, Dr. Paddy Lonergan and he wrote Shout an article out absolutely always always for the academics um, so the um, and he basically made the point that do you remember John Lewis's Half the World Away ad where there was the guy up in the in the moon oh the man, man in the moon, moon. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 man in the moon well they got um, in trouble for that or something or well, they got a lot of backlash got a little bit of backlash but the, pro- the thing that they did is that they were commodifying loneliness and by that I mean is that they think that loneliness can be solved by gifting people fucking pajamas, like do you know yeah. what I mean? Which is which obviously isn't the case. It's about um, it's about kind of um, relationships and being with people. So as they were commodifying and using this idea of loneliness, and loneliness is obviously an incredibly society, it's an incredible societal problem, particularly around Christmas time. Um, the one thing that this ad did is that it didn't actually commodify loneliness in so much as that it was about the people being together and the memories because she was gifting her like the tie that was there ages ago wasn't like buy something else and bring over presents and all the rest of it so I thought they did that better it's than funny. any other ad that I've seen in a good in a good number of years it's actually funny you say that so in the previous role that I worked in uh, to the one that I'm in now uh, with, a, with a local food producer or Flynn's going sash company we've done three Christmas ads uh, each year you know I was definitely going down that style of storytelling or John mm. Lewis or whatever it was so we done the tree, but after kind of the first and the second, we got to the stage where people were like, you know, what's this year's video? Do you know? Um, but a lot of people said, I, I just think you're going to do it around an old guy at home or an old granny at home or something. Like that. And they straight away went to that whole area of, as you said, loneliness. Like you know, and I was like, I didn't even think about anything like that. But it was almost like that automatic thought that surely you're going to have to do one about something. Yeah, like at home. It, it's the it's the low hanging fruit, yeah. and again. If you're gonna talk about loneliness, talk about loneliness and do it in a really, really kind of a, a a kind of a dignified way. Whereas again, that idea of the the man in the moon ad was that this 
this man is alone by himself and now because he gets a present he's all happy again do you know what I mean and again and even if there's people involved that kind of there's always that intrinsic element or that extrinsic element there's another another video we looked up there this year um, another one that's just been released um, on on loneliness as you're saying and that was Woody's Ireland Um, the Harbour store released their one did you see that one? Oh, the Christmas one yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that one's very much around. I think it's Mrs. Higgins or something like that is living on the street, yeah, yeah. Um, up in Dublin, and she's going out in all kinds of weather, cleaning the streets, all this kind of stuff. She's a kind of a middle-aged neighbour living beside her, and at one stage she's going down to the shops and all the, the young scuts down the road are hello Mrs Higgins but every time she leaves the house she has battles with her front gate that is basically not closing properly and scraping and banging and making noise. So she comes back. Obviously, you kind of you know straight away the minute she has a trouble with that gate. The first thing you uh, the some, story is something, done. Something's <laughs> going to happen with the gate. You the know what's going to be done. Yeah. Fixed, like, Woody's yeah. are going to send in big electric revolving <laughs> gates or something. No, no. So basically, she comes back from the shop, um, and it's funny actually. She comes back from the shop, and they show a, a split second of the the neighbor, the middle aged guy next door, smiling out at her kind of as she's coming in. She fixes the gate, and straight away you automatically think right he's been you know a very good citizen and a good neighbour and he's fixed the gate whereas it's not it's one of the young scuts down the road is after fixing the gate and says Merry, Merry and again, Christmas it's kind of again it's, it's one of those that the narratively look it's, it's fine um, it's a bit for me it's a bit cheap I it's think, a I bit think... take the stereotype of the fella with the fucking North Place jacket and the Adidas hat yeah. and of course He's he he's not going to turn out to be the monster that you thought he was at the start like do you know what I mean so again I don't like taking stereotypes and flipping them is one of the oldest advertising tricks going and it's it's kind of cheap um, you kind of know what's happening what didn't do for me was I love a bit of a twist and the fact that it was so predictable at the start it just I was like I may as well just turn it off now we know what's going to happen well it's, it was kind of again they tried to twist it by flipping or subverting the yeah. narrative of your man but like ugh, again it was it was kind of cheap and probably the fact that people were looking at it going oh here we go of, of, of course of course again he fixed the gate kind of thing yeah. like, do you know what I mean I didn't think again I don't I, th- I thought it was cheap I thought it was it was an easy story to tell I didn't think there was anything there was no twist like you said um, again I don't like when people just use stereotypes of any description in ads um, I and then flip the stereotype just very abruptly to tell a particular story in that old everyone isn't a monster like of course they're fucking not like your mum was hanging out with his mates and he was wearing a jacket like you imagine he wasn't wearing a jacket his mother would have been furious with him so, like, straight into John Lewis straight into John Lewis for a, for a woolly jacket and a fucking telescope so um, I think I think that one's kind of on our on our list kind of middle of the road there it's not the worst it's not the best but I think there is definitely we're going to go to the worst now on the list for me and I thought do you know I would prefer no advert to seeing this one and that was Coca-Cola wasn't even a lad. It was, it, was, it was a fucking shambles. I don't want to... If anyone hasn't watched this, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> Do you know? I, I'd no, say watch it. It's a good lesson in... like It's one thing. It's my favourite lecture that I do with students every year is that... Because most of the lecturing that we do is all about good advertising. Like, every now and then, you need to... Not every now and then. The majority of what you should be teaching people is what a bad advert is, yeah. first of all. Do you know what I mean? And there's some... My favourite one was a number of years ago. It was a billboard that was up in the middle of the city here. And it was from Nescafe. And the tagline, there was a, a mother and a son hugging each other. And the tagline was, you can't email a hug. And the first thing that came into my mind was, but you can't fucking email a coffee either. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't get what the point of the ad was. Well, for but anyone who anyone who hasn't watched the Coca-Cola ad, basically the whole... Um, there's a whale in it. There's there. a whale in it, yes. Moby Dick is in the middle of it. No, uh, basically there's a guy going out to work, um, uh, set in America, a guy going out to work, and he gets handed a letter on the way, uh, obviously a Santi letter from his daughter, and... Basically goes off out to work. He's out working on like. I sure it was a letter. It was. It was sure it wasn't a postal vote for big job. Big job. Don't, don't start. I won't do it again. I won't do it again. I won't do it again. Yes, I guess you're right. fucking things up. Uh, he gets the letter. He's out working on like a wind farm or something off out in the the ocean, and basically he's having the lunch, and spots the letter in the toolbox, and decides he has to get the letter to Santa, otherwise he's going to be the worst father in the world. He goes off, he gets thrown overboard by base, or gets 
the boat gets broken down he gets thrown overboard by uh, as you said a whale um he's next thing he's being washed up uh, he's going through forests he's going through deserts he's going through blizzards he's going literally all four corners of the earth he eventually arrives at the smallest santa cabin i've ever seen in the middle of the north pole um not realistic at all <laughs> There's no elves, <laughs> there no elves or nothing. Closed for Christmas. Next thing, what turns up behind them? But the big Coca-Cola truck. Uh, he gets dropped home. Gives the letter. Santi's driving the truck, and the letter says, um, basically, all I wanted for Christmas was my dad to come home. Um, it was, you know, if you if you wrote it down on paper, it 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 had the bones of an ad. But they, I think, the, what I got from when I watched it was, even I'm stuttering over my words. It was terrible. If you watch it, it's basically look how much of a marketing spend we have and look at what we can do with it. We'll get yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, spend as much money as we We'll get a whale, we'll fill him in the desert, we'll fill him in the rainforest, we'll fill him up in the North Pole, we'll climb mountains, we'll go abseil, and we'll do whatever we can do to waste this money in the budget. Because obviously they couldn't do a whole lot else for the rest See, of the year. See, that was the thing. See, I, the part of the where I liked it in so much is that I thought it was funny, but I think I only find it funny as a marketing person because of how bad it was. Yeah, I was like, oh, mother of God, there's a whale in the fucking ad. And now Santa's after showing up in a fucking Coca-Cola truck. Like, how come come on and find loneliness? Like, Dad's home and he's brought a crate of Coca-Cola with him. Like, happy Christmas. I think what you're talking about with Bear and the Hairs... Was it a Coca-Cola truck or was it a Coke Zero truck this year? Oh, no, 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 no. was still a Coca-Cola. They paid the full vat this year. They paid the full vat. No sugar tax. Oh, no um, expense spared. They they tried to spin off a couple of side stories like the whole bear and the hair thing and build up a bit of a story. I think on the side I saw one. I didn't. To be honest, I didn't look too much into it. But apparently, the dad in the video is actually like a like a war veteran or something like that. So they were trying to you know say that this is you know coming home for Christmas and all this kind of stuff. Okay, you see that makes sense but and that's what the ad should be about. Then why didn't they put him in the army? Because like <laughs> okay, so like I mean, if you have right. If you have something like that, given the war veteran stuff, and you don't even need to create the narrative, but I mean, if you don't know that he's a war veteran, and it has nothing to do with war... Oh no, I mean, in real life, he's actually a war veteran. No, that's my point. Yeah. So therefore, that adds a huge amount of meaning to that ad, now that you just said that to yeah. me. Whereas, I didn't know that at all, at all, at all. But I just clicked it. But it means nothing, as you said, when you watch the ad, it, it doesn't show. Yeah, because they've done a few... Like, cause Guinness a number of years ago did something like that where there's a thing about a soldier coming home. And again, for an American audience, those are always very... But, like, if you look at... Um, I think some of the top-viewed... Um top viewed um, videos on YouTube are the, the soldiers the coming army, home videos yeah, 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 coming yeah, yeah. surprising so school yeah and their, 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 their dog meets them for the first time in like yeah, six yeah. months or whatever a couple of years so no those are like that makes it even worse because they didn't it's use kinda, that story it's, it, yeah. it makes it worse in that they didn't use this story but it's even worse again that they're kind of trivialising the whole thing yeah. like I know how I feel about that now. You just kind of sprung yeah. that on me. But either way, it's a shite ad. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, what else do we have Biggest, this year? We had... Uh, Al- company in the world be bollocks. <laughs> we had Aldi and Lidl as well. Uh, did you see those? Um, the, I saw the, the... Was it the Little Room where they were kind of taking the mick out of other Christmas ads, basically? And that they well, were they, saying, had, they had... It, they had it a kind sort of sad song here. Kind yeah, of they kind of had a spin-off ad, but the actual ad I thought was quite poor. Um, it was basically... Little the shop gets closed at night time. Um, the elves run a riot in the shop, making Christmas dinner and all this kind of stuff. And someone comes back in. It's basically like a version of Toy Story. You know, shit, she's coming. You know, hi, that kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. It was okay. It wasn't great. Um, I, I, <laughs> the horror rate of Toy Fuck, she's here. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> Fucking guy hiding the cupboard. <laughs> uh, and then the competitors that then uh, are the brother, I should say, in Aldi. Um, he, their video is continuing on from the last couple of years and this whole idea of uh, Kevin the carrot whereas Kevin so the whole idea uh, behind this one is Kevin is in a jet uh, crashes hashtag where's Kevin uh, that's basically they're they're spinning off where's Kevin at the moment oh, all on social Kevin. media poor Kevin um, they're, they're spinning that off online at the moment but in the ad um, there's like a cute hedgehog uh, it's snowing they're in the middle of a forest Santa shows up of course they land near Santa's house Santa I can't see it when I look at him um, but apparently it's Colin Meany uh, is playing Santa in the ad, the ad bit of a waste of money there bit of a waste of money when I can't re- recognise yeah. him I don't even think it's to me it's a different voiceover in the whole lot I don't know if it's true I've seen a couple of things online that it's him um, but I think it's it's not making me oh jeez that's Colin Meany you know, adding a bit more weight to the video um, so that was an okay ad it wasn't great um, it's, it's grand it's kind of a cute video but my favourite of the whole lot um, is definitely Super Value it, to me it wins hand down I know you're shaking your head now like <laughs> no it was all, no, it, no it was in terms of like 
Put it this way. In terms like we were talking about earlier on about expectations and how John Lewis has disappointed people. I wasn't expecting that out of Super Value. I thought it was mm. actually very, very clever. And they were kind of first one to the market as well. They were, yeah, and I think to be fair to them, right, they used COVID, but they needed to use COVID because it built up the rest of the story, basically. Cause if you had like it was like you said earlier on in terms of the um the Disney the Disney side of things and you took out of it that there was an element of COVID here in terms of um elderly people being lonely and so yeah. on and so forth. So what I thought was kind of interesting here, shall we say, is that they mentioned it came up on the radio, COVID nineteen sweeps the nation, blah blah blah, blah. and at the very end, even though there's a twist in terms of the child, we think he's talking about Santa Claus and he's actually talking about his granddad, because of the year that we've had, the fact that they mentioned COVID at the start adds more weight to it does, it granddad does. coming yeah. in. Whereas I mean, otherwise, I think without that little bit of this, without that little subtle subtle hint to COVID you mightn't make that immediate connection, I don't think. Whereas I think it was very, it was very cleverly done, I thought. But I think in terms of that, what we talked about already in terms of that, that twist and that, you know, not being predictable. Now that you think about it, you're like, why didn't, why, I knew, I should have known that was coming, do you know, uh, given the ad. But I think no, because, because, because you, because I, I was watching it and I expected it to be Santa shows up and they have a great Christmas because that's what like Super Value would the usually Ke- the do. The Kellogg kind the of ad. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. No, I think, I th- and I think that's what made it better. I think the fact that no one expected that twist in the end and it very much is one of those videos you watch and go, oh, do you know that kind of ad? So yeah, I think, no. I think, I think they're, they're win- for me personally, they're winning it. Um, I, I, you're still strongly with Disney. I mean, no, but to be fair, like I'm comparing Disney with Super Value. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, with it? Let's for all our friends in Super Value. Yeah, but let's call space Disney. <laughs> Disney, the, one of the big, in the history of the world, the top movie storyteller. And then you've got Super Value. And to be fair to Super Value um, and the Mosgrave group in general, they do do really good campaigns. Yeah. Um, and again, most of it is around kind of selling the product. Um, and again, they're in store displays and stuff like that. Really, really good that side of things. And I think this was the first year that I really thought that okay, this is something that could actually appeal emotionally to people. And I thought, no, in fairness to me, I thought I thought out of all the ads that I've seen from heavy hitters like again your TK Maxx, your Little, your Aldi's, um, your we mentioned John Lewis, Coca Cola, like all of these massive you multinational organizations yeah. and. When you see Musgraves, who are a massive organisation in the context of Ireland, but globally, obviously, not so much. Yeah. I think their ads would compete with the best of them, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it really, really would. And I think it was a bit more... Um, and again, I think in terms of... In, th- in terms of it being an actual ad, I actually think the Super Value one was probably more effective than the Disney one. I just think the Disney one is better because I think it's more clever. It's a bit more subtle and it's a bit more nuanced. And again, that's probably me liking it more as a marketer. Whereas I would have put it this way, if you if you would have shown me both ads, I would have got a bit of a smile out of the Super Value one. Whereas the Disney one, I'd be more impressed, shall we say, in terms of okay, yeah, no, this is terrible. Like, yeah, what it's they're doing here. So again, that's just the narrative view that you look at something at, um, as someone who would study ads as a as a as a profession. Very good. Uh, anything else to say on the whole topic of Christmas and ads, and even though we're a few weeks out, I think no. What I thought was it uh, like, do you th- do you think? From now on, is it too late to bring an ad in? No, I think, I mean, I, like in many ways, this year, more than any year, the later, the better in many really? ways. Because, like, I don't know, it, it's going to be very interesting what people's mindset is. Like, again, I think people are going to go for convenience. I think, do you know the way, like, like, and I'd even do this myself to a certain extent, where you set aside that day. And you go into town or shop or whatever, yeah, super, yeah. and you do your big shop for everyone and all the rest of it. And it's an occasion. It's an event. I'm not sure you're going to get that this year. I think no, it, it, I think it could be more of a chore for people because you're queuing in the rain, you're queuing in a the... more online shopping. If you're with your kids, um, if you want to get a coffee somewhere, very difficult to do it because the capacities are at 30% everywhere. Can't go grab a bite to eat unless everything is regimented and you've everything booked. So I think it's going to be more mission orientated for people this year. Um, and I think, but at the same time, I think there's going to be a lot more people putting effort into Christmas at home. So I think there's probably something there for the market to use the word exploit. That's essentially what the market does. Um, in terms of people investing more in home, like even myself, for example, um, well, it's always complying with um, the health and safety <laughs> guidelines. Um, I was looking at um, getting a heater and a gazebo for outside. I've got a balcony at the back of my, where I mm. live basically. 
but like I mean if my mates come over because we can't go to the pub because we're in we're in lockdown never and again two or three HSE yeah. guidelines all compliant Netflix we'll announce the house party here oh, that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we need Project X but um, but again that idea of investing in a heater or yeah. December, just so again if you want to have a few mates over you can do you know what I mean as a pun oh, can pun um, <laughs> it's where so, you're marketing that's it yeah so the um, so uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of people investing in Christmas in the home this year I think which is something that again the likes of your woodies and stuff like that I think we'll absolutely capitalise on but again in terms of that that shop I think a lot more of it's going to be online it's going to be a lot more about convenience quick mission orientated shopping um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how consumer spending patterns change this year depending on other years because again cities aren't nice places at the moment unfortunately despite businesses doing trojan work to make them as like even i've known again i mentioned heaters at my backyard and the amount of businesses investing in your outdoor, outdoor heating, seating yeah. and all that kind of stuff and they're going to turn it on over the next couple of weeks but um it's going to be very very difficult like we spoke last week about this idea of kind of transforming spaces and stuff like that if you're talking about Ireland and the UK, really, really difficult to transform an outdoor space yeah. in, in in December. Like pick it up and move it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it, yeah. So um, no, like I think no, I I think more so than ever. I think catching the consumer when they're at the point where they want to make a purchase or when it's convenient for them to make a purchase. I think should be the mission of marketers this year. I think if you can present before there was people shopping around and oh, would they like that? Would they like that? And there's going to be a lot more that'll do. And I'll take it now because then I don't have to queue down in Brown Thomas for two hours or whatever the story is. So I think that that to me is going to be the real strategy this year in terms of getting getting your um getting your product in front of consumers. Good, good, right? Good chat around ads. Um, given our top so top for you is Disney. Top for me is Super Value. We highly well, look we're at the end and you're changing it now. We're all changing it. No, it is no like I mean again narratively and in terms of the thought that went into it. Um. So Super Disney, Value is your favourite ad, Disney, right? That's grand. But no, but the simplicity of the Super Value ad and it being very kind of clinical in terms of the messaging was was equally as good. And again, you're talking about Disney and Musgraves here, like, do you know what I mean? There was 50 minutes down the drain. You switched your, you switched your opinion. I didn't switch. It's a nuanced opinion. This is not a black and white. You can't bully me into making a decision. This isn't the fucking election. We'll leave it there anyway. And uh, thanks very much for listening to another week. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Uh, we highly recommend you go and listen to, or sorry, watch any of the videos that we've after mentioning and uh, let us know what you think. So you can follow us across social media, subscribe, keep up to date, and thanks very much, everyone. Yeah, that's it for us this week. See you later.